welcome on into Settling the Kingdom, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, we have a little remote show for you guys today. Uh, Tanner Dawson and myself, Mike Settle, are going to be doing a live mock draft with you guys. Kansas City Chiefs only mock draft, as a matter of fact. Um, but, guys, uh, we, we have a lot to talk about now today because the last time we did this was before the Tyreek Hill trade. And that changed really the landscape of everything about this team, I think. So, uh, Tanner, how's it going, man? Hey, it's good. It's going. You know, another fabulous weekend. Royals are two and oh, or two and one. You know, on opening weekend. I mean, can't complain. Royals, yeah. I mean, they, they lost today seventeen to three. But you know what? Yeah, that's that's why we have a Chiefs <laughs> show because we don't, <laughs> we don't want to talk about all the bad things that the Royals right. do sometimes. And uh, we we save that for the sports buffoon shows that we do every Wednesday night. So <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll focus on Chiefs for today's show at least. Um, but with that said, um, gosh, this is kind of an interesting dynamic we have now, Tanner, because for the first time, I think, in you and I doing a, a duo is that we're now separate. We're doing a remote show. Where normally we have it in-house, and you have a brand-new Chiefs setup over at the buffoon setup spot, spot over there, right? I did. I do. I do. I do. I uh, decided to do a little rearranging down here and, uh, you know, do some cleaning. Then I was like, you know what? I have this cool Super Bowl picture up above me. Why don't I make this a Chiefs corner for right now? And that way we always have somewhere to go for when it's Chiefs time, Chiefs talk. So I kind of did a little rearranging from our normal set, which is still right over here, and uh, made this more of a focus of the Chiefs. Yeah, I like the look of it for sure. Um, speaking of that, though, uh, we will be at Mr. Brews on April 28th. That's right. April 28th is draft night, and we will be doing a Sports Buffoons Mr. Brews remote location show, and it will be live the entire time. Mr. Brews in Overland Park, Kansas, up at, what is it, 80, 80th and Metcalf, I believe. 80th and Metcalf. And we'll be there all, all night long um, doing the entire first round of the draft. So we encourage any Chiefs fans out there to come join. Uh, Dolphins fans, Jets fans, we don't give a damn. Come join. And even then, we'll let you guys get on and join and give your takes on our show as well. So I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm pumped. We're going to have some guests also on the show remotely, of course. Uh, some people are also doing their own remote show, I found out. So which is all kind of a cool thing. Some collaboration, hearing different thoughts, hearing from specific teams fans and not just your buffoons here uh, talking about the others. So, you know, it's, I think it's going to be an exciting time, exciting opportunity for us. And, of course, we're at the best place in the world for it. So, Yeah, this is one of the most in interesting podcast ideas I think anyone's had in a long time. Mm -hmm. And so just the fact of having other fan bases come and join us and as well as Chiefs fans as well to come see the Chiefs make potentially two picks in the first round right. over at Mr. Bruce Tap House. Have some great beers, great food as well. So, gosh, that I, I'm legitimately pumped for that. It's going to be and, and The funny thing is, Tanner, you had to talk me into it. At first, I was like, no, 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 no. We, we don't need to do that. Oh, that sounds like too much. And then after we started talking to Tomas, you know, the manager over there, and get the know, you know, talk about some of the guys, they're just like, 
bring it on. Like we, we would love to have that. So we're ready to get people in there and they'd be my, chatting my draft. Been clicking here. My mind's been clicking. I got a lot of stuff going on. I got my own uh, little mock draft uh, two show event coming up here next week on Easter Sunday night. And then the, and also Monday night that next night with some, uh, some different guys out there. So, I mean, my mind's already been ticking on it and it just hit me at the end of the show last Wednesday. Like, Hey, this is a spot. It's supposed to be our time anyways. Let's roll. Let's do it. Yep. I'm going to need to find the clip of myself whenever we drafted Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and my reaction. And we need to play that at some point uh, in the beginning of the show we, that we day. Because I still have it on my phone somewhere. I just haven't seen it for a while. But you it was good stuff. We'll put her on. You, you got grabbed on the back of your, of your shoulders like this. and you got, you got shaken like that. And, I thought uh, I was legit going to have to go to the ground. So. Uh, I I wanted to tackle you, but we were in a public atmosphere. <laughs> and <laughs> done worse. Oh man! All right. Well, let's let's get to rolling on today's show, guys. For this mock draft, let's do a little recap here, a little little, little summary since the last time you and I visited Mike and did this whole thing. So our previous mock draft, uh, which you will see on the screen here, uh, George Pickens was our first pick at thirty. Uh, a wide receiver. Then we had Jake Jackson, the edge for USC at uh, 62. Uh, let me blow this up. Real, real quick, Tanner. You said yeah. Pickens was our first pick? Pickens was our first pick. What happened to 29? 29. We didn't have 29 yet. Oh. That was the, that's the Dolphins. That was before Tyreek Hill. My bad. Sorry, guys. There's, there's a little less. It feels like it feels like Tyreek's been gone for two months already to me. Yeah, I know. That's that's how it feels. Okay. So, Go ahead. So Pickens, Jackson on the edge at 62. 94, we had Troy Anderson, linebacker. So we went wide receiver, edge, linebacker, right? And then we went cornerback. We had Cam Taylor Britt uh, from Nebraska at 103. And then 135, we went running back with Zamir, Zamir White out of Georgia there. And then to finish up the draft here, we do win, uh, go ahead and defensive tackle, Neil Farrell Jr., LSU. Uh, two, 243, we went uh, Deshaun Dixon, edge for Norfolk, Nor Norfolk Stake. And 251, Charleston Rambo, wide receiver, Miami. So we kind of, we started with the receiver, we ended with the receiver, but pretty much in that middle outside one pick was just defense baby defense loading up right and that's what i want to see happen in this draft regardless like even with the trade of tyree kill um mm -hmm. the chiefs now have 12 draft picks and i'm interested in loading up on the defense because the chiefs have issues at edge rusher uh, i talked with this on you know dan with let's talk sports i was like look frank clark is still a part of this team but that does not mean he's going to be available and when I mean that, I mean you never know when there's going to be a suspension. You never know when there's going to be an injury. You never know what kind of hustle he's going to come with. Like his availability to me is the biggest issue when it regards to his playing on the field too. Is that you know sometimes he can show up here and there, but edge rusher is almost non-existent on this team because as I told Dan as well, we only had ten sacks from the edge rush position last year. So that includes everything Frank Clark did, everything that all the other guys on the roster did as far as rushing from the edge position. 
And so if you're going into a season and, and you got 10 sacks total over a 17-game season, that's not good enough. And that's what Chris Jones on the edge for the first five. So exactly. Right there. Like it was. So it's a problem. It's a big problem. Yeah. We're going to so fix me, it. We're going to fix it right, right here today happen. on this mock draft. So there's been some moves, Mike, since we also talked last, did our 1.0. Uh, some key guys, I'll put up the full list of transactions of the, above, but some key guys that are there for some depth. Elijah Lee, offensive linebacker. Corey Coleman comes out of nowhere as a wide receiver. And I've been hearing great things about him. I'm hoping they're true, but we've heard great things about other people, and we know they haven't been true. Uh, Austin Ryder joins us back at center for some depth there. Dion Bush comes from the Bears' safety. Excited to see him in there. He had a great career year last year, so hopefully he can, he can really do some stuff for us this year. Uh, we get Blake Bell back, of course. Uh, then some some bigger names on the backside here. Marquise Valdez-Scantling, wide receiver, which is a big key there to partner with Juju. Uh, Ronald Jones, who you wanted to from the beginning, from actually last year. Uh, we got him as a running back there. Uh, and then, of course, Jermaine Carter and Taylor Stallworth, inside linebacker, defensive tackle. Just some more depth guys to get in there, you know, and see what see money can do something. So there's there was those moves. And, then of course, the big one that you were not referencing earlier, or you were referencing earlier, but Tyreek Hill, guys, you know, we, unfortunately – he wanted more than what the Chiefs were willing to pay. And it's good for the guy. He got paid, and we got paid as well in draft picks. So uh, kind of what we received from the Dolphins, just a quick recap. Uh, there was a 2023 pick that wasn't designated as of uh, on the website I was there. There's also a six-round pick for 23. And then for this year's draft, we had our first-round pick at 29, uh, second-round pick at 50, a fourth-round pick at 121. So I'm, I'm not. I can't be mad about it. Like you guys had to talk me out of it that day, but that was an emotional day, right? So, right. You were upset about it, Tanner. I was pretty upset, man. I remember we we had to, we had to talk you off the ledge on that one. And I'm not gonna lie. Like whenever whenever the trade first went down, I was shocked. I think we all were shocked about Tyree Kill leaving the Chiefs. Um, but as you started to put the pieces together, and you start to see the draft pick and compensation that the Chiefs got in return as well as some of the moves the Chiefs have already made after the Tyreek Hill trade as well. I mean, that opened up a lot of cap room for this team. At one point, the Chiefs actually had the most cap room in the entire league after that Tyreek Hill trade. Uh, now they're middle of the pack, by the way. But so yeah. you know, but still, five draft picks, and I think we're building this thing. It's a mini rebuild, as I've been putting it. We're building this thing to where it can be successful for – three to four years from now, as well as this year, too. So it's a mini rebuild to where as long as you have Patrick Mahomes, you can make things work. I mean, it's, it's going to happen one way or the other. Um, we should still That's be a playoff team. team, even in a loaded AFC conference. So right. there's something to think about. Um, but, yeah, anyways, go ahead, Tanner. And then, finally, the picks that we are going to go as of 4-10-22 today. Uh, we have two picks in the first round, two picks in the second, two picks in the third, two picks in the fourth, no fifth or sixth round picks, and then we have four in the seventh. Obviously, there's a lot of things for Veach to make moves. The Chiefs like to make moves with their draft picks. You know, Mike initially, you know, said it earlier. 
assuming we get the 2930 and stuff going on, we, we may not have one or either of those picks by the time that comes around. So Chiefs like to do stuff. Chiefs like to move around. They like the fifth round especially, so I could see them moving back or making some kind of deal there. So, uh, But we have a lot of picks, a lot more picks than I am accustomed to. Yeah, the last time we had this many picks was probably 2008. I think the Chiefs had, uh, I believe, 13 picks that year. And that was the year they ended up with coming out of that with Glenn Dorsey um, and then came out with Jamal Charles in that class as well. Um, I feel, I'm really forgetting someone right there in the middle. Brandon Albert was part of that. Brandon Carr was part of that class as well. Um, or, yeah, Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr. Well, Brandon Flowers even. I don't know. Anyways, the Chiefs came out with DeJuan, DeJuan Morgan was in that class. He was like the one guy who didn't do anything, I guess, for the team. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, with 12 picks, and I've done a few mock drafts personally on my own, of course. And to me, it's like, man, how can they F this up? Because I look at this whole thing and I'm just like, as many mocks as I've done now, every time I come away like, okay, I'm cool with that. I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. Like, it seems like no matter what happens here, as long as they don't just make boneheaded choices, um, then this is going to come away with some really, really great standout players that play from day one on this team. No, they should. There's the defense should be stacked. stacked. Absolutely, we got we got to we got to get depth everywhere on this team, of course. But like defensively, there's just opportunities everywhere right now and especially at edge and corner uh linebacker i mean there's just tons of spots on this roster right now to fill in and just get good quality players oh yeah big time it's exciting it's just exciting time and especially if we do end up keeping all these draft picks i mean how it's just gonna be crazy to what potential could come out of those yeah well shall we bring up the mock draft let's dig into it yeah i'm excited so, By the way, yeah. th- those out there listening, um, I know a lot of people use the Draft Network as their primary mock draft website. This one right here, Tanner, show it again on the screen. This right here, the mock draft database, personally, is my favorite. Uh, I-, I love this one because it's more flexible and you can change the settings more easily without needing a subscription. So um, we prefer this one, I believe, and uh, I- I've really enjoyed using the mock draft, the NFL mock draft database website for doing all your mocking. Yeah, and it's really easy to set up too and get in here. You, there's an aggressive mode that I was going to do for us, but I just stuck with the realistic one, so okay. it was recommended. But I, I, I'm curious. I, I'll have to go through it next time on the aggressive just to see how crazy it actually gets. So, But we'll go ahead and we'll start her up here. Uh, who goes first, by the way? Hutch? Thibodeau or Neil? Uh, I'm thinking Hutchinson. That's got to be your guy. Think Hutch? Yep. Yep, yep. You got it. That'd be kind of interesting with Thibodeau of the Lions and DC, MCDC. That'd be crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious where Malik Willis ends up, actually, in this draft. He's, he's, a, he's a prospect that a lot have talked about, but I'm curi- I don't know what teams have true interest. I would assume... Pittsburgh is a team that has true interest in him. And, you know, there's a few others, of course. But, yeah, of course, Saints should have interest. Elam, so Elam's off the board. Dotson's off the board Interesting. now in this mock draft. So we are now left. So Devontae Wyatt as well from Georgia, defensive tackle. 
off the board for the Chiefs. Yep. So, Tanner, I want you to take me through the best available players um, position by position, I would say. I mean, obviously, we don't need a quarterback or running back right now, but I anyways, who, who do we have to pick from? Wideouts here. You got Christian Watson, North Dakota State. It's a riser. Yeah. Uh, George Pickens uh, and Sky Moore are your top three there in the receiver world. Uh, let's see here. Defensive line. Uh, Logan Hall from Houston. De- DeMarvin Leal and Travis Jones mm-hmm. are your top three there. I do like Travis uh, Jones. Gone. Right. Uh, on the edge, Ojabo. Uh, as we all know with uh, the Achilles issue. Uh, Boya Mafe, Minnesota. Arnold Albicate. Arnold Abicati. 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 Some, some have said Abicati, so maybe that's the right pronunciation oh, on that one. Okay. Well, we're going to figure it out one day. And Drake. Oh, as soon as he starts getting 10 sacks a year, we're going to figure it out. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. Uh, Quay Walker's on the board still. Christian Harris, <clears throat> Janelle, and Muma for the linebackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCreary, okay. Gordon, Emerson, and Woolen for the corners. And then, of course, your uh, secondary safety yeah. position, Hill. Is that Scene, right? Lewis Scene? Yes. Yep. Lewis Scene. Brisker and Jalen Petre. I, I, I really like some of these guys in this class that stand out. Daxton Hill, obviously, very versatile. So is Lewis Scene. Once again, another guy that plays in the slot every once in a while, nickel slot. Um, I just I love those guys, but like, with the way the Chiefs are designed right now and the additions that they've made currently, I can't really justify taking a safety with our first two picks. Um, obviously, edge is the priority, Tanner. I think that that needs to be the first thing you look at when you look at these mocks is that who's available on the edge right away. Um, obviously, I love Jermaine Johnson. He's, he's going to end up being a really good player in this league. He's gone, right? He's off the board. Correct. David Ojabo. Um, he's going to be a guy that will be ready until probably October to be playing again. And so then you're talking about potentially drafting a guy who might not be, you know, a rookie, drafting a rookie who might not be ready to be even on the field until September or October. And at that point, hope he's acclimated enough to be productive on the field. Where my problem with anyone who wants a job for their Chiefs is that this guy won't be playing this year at a high level at all. The Chiefs need help now. We don't have time to screw around. This is the team right now that at the edge rush position, position needs to have someone to come in and can come in and, you know, put up eight sacks, nine sacks, ten sacks in his rookie season. We need that. We need the depth as well. And so, like, as much as I like David Ojabo, we can't take him at this spot at all. He's not our guy. I think we need to be looking at Boye Mafe as a potential fit. Arnold Obikity is a is a potential fit, too, because – the dude is pure, straight, pass rush fire. I mean, he, he is, to me, he's essentially um, very similar to what the Seahawks did with Bruce Irvin, where Bruce Irvin was a pure pass rusher when he was drafted at 15th overall for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Ibikity is that guy that's going to be coming in right away and become a straight pass rusher off the edge right away, but can he stop the run? Can he play all three downs? Remains to be seen. The one guy that I can say right now on this list at edge is Boye Mafe. Uh, I think that he can play all three downs and would step in right away and still give you, you know, even as a rookie, eight sacks this coming season. That's my guy. Yeah, and uh, actually some of them, SI actually released theirs about three days ago, their latest mock draft, um, and that's who they have taken is Boye Mafe. 
Um, you know, he is turning 24 this December, but I agree with you. You need a guy it, now. You need a guy there to play. And and I'll say this: had Kair Elam from Florida, the cornerback, fallen to the Chiefs, I would take Elam with this pick currently, um, just because I think the upside and uh, you it's more of a sure thing with Elam yeah. than it is with Mafe. Or I think Mafe is going to need to have some work, obviously, from coaching staff to end up becoming and molding into a player and maybe becomes more of a Tom Bahali kind of a player where, you know, he's got a solid eight, nine year career where, you know, he's giving you great production throughout that entire tenure, but he's not necessarily going to be the elite, you know, 16, 17 sacks guy that you would normally want to have on your roster, but you still love a guy like a Tom Bahali and you could still love a guy like a Boya Mafe. All right. So we're going to go ahead and Boya. Yep. I love that pick. Boya with number 20. Cool. So this puts us back at 30 here. Obviously, we can go. We should know kind of already down the way here. But here, mm-hmm. we kind of turn towards the offensive side, I'd imagine. You don't want to wait too much longer because you have the Lions, you have the Jaguars, the Jets, the Texans, and the Giants. All those guys are looking wide receiver at this point, especially yeah. in their drafts. Um, that didn't draft in the first round. Yeah. So, I mean, we obviously, like, I think you and me and Mike agree here. I love Pickens. I'd rather not chance him not going. Not that that's the thing is that you see the Jets. I mean, if you scroll down there once again, Tanner, the Jets have three picks coming up, and the Jets need nothing more than to just load up on as many many potential weapons as they can get. You know, you know, just it's one of those deals. And the Packers, of course, have another pick. Um, But I just mean like you you don't want to risk losing the upside of what George Pickens can provide to this team. And so for me, and people are curious about George Pickens. They're like, well, why is this guy, you know, you know, on such a rise lately, it seems like within talking about speak about who's number one priority. And it's because if you go back and watch his tape before the injury, the guy has all the tools. He is, he is AJ green before AJ green got old. Basically. I mean, he, he was, he was going to become a, you know, top 15 wide receiver selected had he been healthy this past year and not had an ACL injury. And ACLs these days, no big deal, whatever. Pickens is 6'3", you know, 210, runs in the 4'4s and physical. Uh, he's also got some attitude to him, which is something I like yeah. to see every once in a while we from a receiver. In a receiver core. And I don't know if you guys have seen the highlight of him just literally just shoving guys back off the line. If you get him pissed off, and he will just straight up maul you if you're a cornerback that starts talking smack to him. I just think he adds a different dimension to this team. He adds some nastiness. And, you know, we were looking at this roster. We got Marcos Valdez scaling, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then add George Pickens in there along with Michael Hardman. I think the Pickens can really develop into, honestly, with Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball, a WR1, without a doubt. A top 16 receiver in the entire league if he stays healthy. Yeah, I'm I'm all there for you. I I love the depth. I, I think that's exactly what we need. Also, with Tyreek Hill going out, not sure what Josh Gordon's going to be coming in next year. Yeah, I'm all George Pickens. So we're going good, George Pickens. Yeah, I love it. All right, at thirty, done. Daxon Hill goes to the Lions. A job out of the Jets, which they have the ability to wait. Dickity goes to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. 
Alright, so we're up at 50. Quick turnaround. So, going to the all. Uh, kind of linebackers. Quay Walker's still there. Christian Harris mm-hmm. is still there. I like those two. Especially at this spot. Um, going down the way. Bonito uh, still there from Oklahoma. Uh, and Chanel. So, and Muma. So, there's still a little bit of linebacker depth there. That you could probably get away from there. But what are you looking at here at 50? Well, I'll take a glance at the corners real quick just to see who was left over on that end because, you know, obviously Roger McCurry was a, was a top guy that I liked quite a bit as well. Um, but, see, now we're looking at a position where at this selection at 50, the Chiefs pick again here just a few picks later, you're going to get better value, I think, waiting on some of these guys until maybe the next pick. I like Tariq Woolen quite a bit, former wide receiver. Um, also plays like it too. So I like a guy that can come in and be a playmaker. And I think that's guy, that guy's got potential to be very, very special in the league um, and also different and rare. I mean, he's, he's tall. He's like six foot four. Um, but I, I don't want to take him at pick 50. I think, Tanner, we need to go back and look once again back into your linebackers and your edge or your defensive line as well. So, defensive line here, Mathis, Carter, Butler, and Garrett. There's our Neil Farrell, but that we that was the seventh rounder last year, or last time. Mm-hmm. That was a steal last time is what it was. Yeah, it was. Now, on this one right here, Tanner, so I think we have a debate right here um, because I like Quay Walker quite a bit from Georgia, and obviously he's got great value for this. I mean, he would step in right away. The Chiefs linebacking corps outside of Willie Gay and Nick Bolton are pretty weak. I think Quay Walker would step in right away, become an immediate starter for this team, um, and play a lot of snaps. Also, at defensive line on the interior, I think that we're looking at Federian Mathis would step in from Alabama, who had nine sacks last year for the team, step in right away and get a lot of playing time as well, as well as help Chris Jones out on the inside because Jerron Reed sucked last year. And Tershawn uh, Warden is like 275 pounds. I just think the fitting in Mathis, who weighs 315 and still can get penetration, is going to be amazing for this team. I personally, on this pick, and as much as I like Quay Walker, would actually take take uh, Mathis, the defensive tackle, in this pick because I think you're going to get a really, really great prospect out of this. Whereas linebackers, I feel like you can get good, solid guys in rounds four and five. And remember, we don't have a fifth round. Just remember. All right. So you're cool with you're cool, Tanner. You're cool, cool with Mathis. I'm cool with Mathis. Yeah. Okay. I'm between him and Quay, so. Yeah, me too. I, I'm I'm okay with Mathis on this part. I, I agree with you on that. So we're gonna go ahead and go with Mathis at fifty. Bonito goes. Oh, a lot of guys still there. Quay Walker's pick. Ooh, look <laughs> so at that. Harris, interesting fact that Harris went before Quay. That is interesting. I agree. Christian Harris did it with the Patriots alone, so that's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting thing right there, I think. I mean, so, two different size guys, but both from dominant schools, and they both dominated this last season. Absolutely. So now we're sitting on this board right here. We got so now we have Quay Walker there, who we almost took 12 picks earlier. And so then who's the corner still? Is Woolen still there? I mean, 
What what other position is there? An edge, obviously. We should still consider edge back-to-back again. I mean, we shouldn't just take Boya Mafe and assume he fixes everything. We should also take a look at edge. But he's an 88. I I don't think there's enough value at this point to even look at an edge. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. We can wait because obviously Mafe was our first pick. I love Sam Williams, the player. I don't love Sam Williams, the character. So keep that in the back of your mind as we go along the draft here. Uh, Tanner, I think we got to pull the trigger. Quick Walker's got to be our guy, right? If he's there at 62, yeah. You're telling me we get Mathis and Quay Walker at the same time? This doesn't happen, but I'll take it in this mock draft. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the draft, man. You never know. (laughs) So a couple guys, too. Like, let's say if we went a different route, too. Damani Clark, uh, you know, he wasn't – he was kind of shadowed for the most part. Uh, I can't remember the hit lead linebacker of this one but this guy is a b64 monster i think this guy could fill in if you can get him at a really good value let's say in the 80s at the pick because this guy will i think help you in depth wise especially size so maybe keep an eye on him as we get uh later in the fourth round maybe on the last pick there so quay walker at 62 i'll take it so let's see what happens here No, Woolen went. Yeah, I figured he'd be going pretty quickly. Chiefs pick now at 94 with the next pick. I don't see. Here's the thing: I don't necessarily believe the Chiefs are going to keep all 12 of these picks. No, Um, but but here then again, if we're going to do mock drafts, we can't just pretend like we we know what's going to happen. You know, we can't pretend like. Oh, you know what kind of trade they're going to make, and what for which team, and get which pick. Like we're just we have to right now work with what we know, and we're getting with what we know. Josh, I mean, I, we don't need four seventh round picks. I'll put it that way. But I think I really, really like having all these picks in the first three rounds. This is a beautiful thing. I mean, we're only in the third round. <laughs> That's what I mean. Now we're coming on pick number six on the third round, and I feel like we're getting studs. Yeah, and you can still got linebackers such as Muma still in the play, uh, which is kind of cool to see. I believe the other guy I was looking at was Beavers with Cincinnati, um, another kind of bigger guy. So, like, still around. And I know Muma's been a uh, really high-profile high, high player. Well, I'll say this. Had we passed up on Quay Walker – and I would have loved to have taken uh, Muma right there at this pick. But now that we have Quay Walker on the team, I'm like, okay, well, what other options do we have? Because I think we still need to not forget about edge or wide receiver either. I think we need to look at both of those things um, just to get an idea about what, what we have left to work with. So we got and, wide outs. Nothing, I don't see anything too yeah. major value at this point. I mean, I yeah. Thornton would be the next guy I would look at, but I wouldn't take him here in the third round. Yeah, there's a couple of guys there that are going to be better off in the fourth or fifth round value. Um, and then, of course, corner hasn't been addressed yet from this team. I mean, McCollum, Davis. I mean, you can't – these guys – Mario Goodrich, by the way, is local to Kansas City. So um, he would be a guy that would fit in well, quite well with this team, I think. Um, something, something who's been overshadowed, I'll put it that way. Andrew Booth gets all the attention from Clemson and is their top prospect at corner. Whereas, like, if you watch Mario, Mario Goodwich, like, 
the dude is really freaking solid as well. So yeah, something to keep in mind. I don't. I don't think we need to take him. Not but yet. but I think I had him. In, I had him in my last the last mock draft I did. I had him at the last fourth round pick I had. So uh, I do like him quite a bit. So, cornerback, I don't know. Do we look there? Or... I'd look edge again, Tanner. We need to make sure we have depth here. So, let's see here. Western Kentucky, D'Angelo Malone still there. And a lot well, of guys are going to be a reach, too. I was really hoping Sam Williams would still be there at this point from Ole Miss. That was going to be my guy. Super productive guy. He just got taken, didn't he? Yeah, 87. Not too, yep. Gosh, that's, that was going to be my guy. This is a tough call on this one. Uh, this is really a really tough call. So, so I know we're in. No, what? I know we're only in the third round. Running back, James Cook is still there for the running back side. I know it's early. Is Amir White still hanging out there too? Um, for depth wise, but I, I would look to right, real quick. Look on your interior offensive lineman for. Let's see who, who yeah, we need to get. Still there. Right, but I don't know if we That's need that currently. But now that we have Mathis, I don't think he's going to be necessary in this team, though. Real quick, look at your guards. Look at your interior offensive line. Oh, and I want to see if someone in particular is there currently, someone who's very versatile. No, no strange. I was looking for Cole. Goodness, this is a this is a rough he, spot. He went to the Patriots. There he is. Yeah, Cole Strange. Actually, that's a, <laughs> it makes sense. The Patriots would love a guy like that. So, I get it. All right. I'm so some of the be all here, like I. So, just for the depth in that, from what we need on this team, obviously with Hitchens leaving too, I wouldn't mind going back to back linebackers. I know it's kind of weird. I, at this point, if if he's still there, at Muma at ninety four, mm-hmm. I would take him at ninety four. I'll tell you what, Tanner, based on the rest of the board, because we've we've sat there and gone through, through all of the other positions now available, and as far as value goes at this stage of the draft, uh, Chad Muma is probably your best option. I think and he is at this point. I, I think that would really be fine because the Chiefs do need depth at linebacker regardless of adding Quay Walker. So, you know what? I'm cool with this pick. All right, Chad, it is. Back-to-back linebackers. 94. I mean, it's a two steals if this is the case. Back-to-back linebackers. We, hey, steals. sometimes you got to do it, okay? And now you feel like that position solidified, right? Oh, yeah. I, ain't, I don't have to look there again. All right, so what was the last five here? Smith, that was my other guy, Brandon Smith, if he would have dropped any further. Um, if we didn't get Chad, uh, would have been the guy. And Beavers. I do like Brian Osamoa just went off the board. Yeah. Former running back, actually, turned linebacker. That guy was going to be a, kind of a versatile player that could probably play quite a few positions on defense. Yeah, and what do you think tight end? I know Andy Reid likes to draft tight ends, but I don't I don't feel like it's yeah. safe. Look, I, I don't think tight ends necessarily important in the Chiefs draft this year. If we, if we take one, uh, maybe in the seventh round, that'd be fine. I just feel like you know, obviously Blake Bell's back with the team. Um, they just took their tight end last year to get some playing time. He's been a slow developer, which most tight ends are. When I say most, I mean most are. It's one of the toughest positions in football to learn, other than quarterback. And so I just think that let's give it, let's give it some time. The Chiefs are not in dire need of getting a tight end. And so, look, there's good value there. 
I will say that because there is a lot of flexibility, some of the tight ends on the board. But right now, I think cornerback should be the thing we look at right now, Tanner. Because do we do corner or do we do depth for Goodrich is still there, Job is still there, Davis is still there. But here's my problem after this selection, Tanner, is that we, we fall off. Uh, 121. Okay, after 121, the Chiefs don't pick again until like the seventh round. And so that's what I'm most scared about is that, you know, we, we ignore the corners for too long, and then you end up with nobody. We got 135. Last oh, 135 time. as well. Okay, okay, never mind. My bad. So we're still in the end of the third round. Okay. So 103. What about the receivers? What about the wide receivers left over? It's Dubes, Jones Jr., and Thornton still. I think Thornton. So same, same group of guys. I wouldn't mind Thornton at some point, but not, maybe not right right away. Safety, McKinley's there. I, I mean, I guess it's really between these two. It's gonna be. I honestly think it's between Goodrich, Britt, and McKinley. Out of those three, I like Goodrich the most. Yeah. Personally, so, do we want to go? Do we want to? We, we already stole two linebackers. Do we want to go out and get Goodrich at one hundred three? I'm cool with that because I feel like he would have been gone if we if we wait till 121. Okay. So Goodrich at 103, and then when the cornerback right after that, Davis, Kirby Joseph gone. Yeah, he'd have been gone, I believe. McKinley just went. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> So, looking at the all overall, there's still a few tight ends. James Cooks, Damian Pierce is out there still. Um, Cam Taylor Britz. At this point, honestly, and you know how I feel about James Cook, um, I, I'm all about taking another running back in this year's draft, despite I, the addition of Ronald Jones. I mean, if you look at our selections here, we just went one or what one, two, four defensive guys in a row. Mm-hmm. On top of being already a, you know, our what, one, two, three, four, five, six out of six picks as defense. Yeah. Why not make the fourth round a couple I, of guys? I just think that Cook has a lot of upside on this, and he would fit well with the team too. Um, I I really like his background too, so okay. uh, take that into the mold. Cook would be my guy. I mean, I know we talked about Zamir White in the last draft, but. We're looking at value right now, and I think the best value at this stage of the draft, if Cook is still there, look, Ronald Jones is on like a one-year deal. Yeah. And Clyde Edwards-Elaire has a lot left to prove. I think James Cook would fit in really well with this team. Yeah, I'm, I'm, good, with, I'm good with Cook here. So we'll go Cook at 121. See Cam Taylor Britt went right off after that. Yeah, Farrell Jr. in the middle. Yeah. Alright. So kinda of last few picks. So one thirty five, this is our last pick until the seventh round. Right. So at this stage I would look once again, glance at the address position, see who's available before everything drops off. Um there's a couple of guys in there Tony that I, 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 I kind of like. Allen, I can get behind. A&M, Tyree Johnson, Trey Williams. What are you looking at? 
This is once again a tough one. I would go more towards Tyreek Smith on this pick. Um, just to have one more jab at a defensive end. I think this would make sense. If we don't do this kind of move here at this stage in the draft, I think you got to look towards somewhere along the offensive line and add some more depth in that as well. I think that's something that we, we kind of forget about because we feel like we're secure with what we have after last year's draft class. And we need to not forget that we still need to build on top of that and make sure there's depth there. So, um, yeah, if not going edge here, I would definitely look at the O-line to add either a flexible guard who can play, you know, left guard, right guard, and maybe some right tackle, or look at a project left tackle that could develop here in a few years. Huh. Let's see here. Hang on here. I'm looking up something real quick before we go that route. Load computer. Here we go. All right, so we got Dana, Kendo, uh, Tershawn, Naughty, Jones. We got Stallworth now, Saunders in the mix. Um, Frank Clark and then Jonathan Woodard. So we would already be adding in selections of Boye and this would be our and Mathis into the fold. So, do we really want to go edge on this one? Not necessarily. Okay. I, I wouldn't necessarily want that at this stage. So, I just think it's good to always check to see who's available before you make your selection. I still think cornerback's going to be our spot. I think if you can get another guy at the end of the fourth before, you know, you get your drought of picks, I think a guy like Mikel Wright mm-hmm. or even Barnes I'd be up for. Yeah, I like Mikel Wright. I think he would be a good fit for the team, I, without I a think, doubt. Yeah, I think you got to look at corner before you look at anything offensive line. Just with Reader there, um, you know, coming into play. You have, uh, of course, uh, Nick Allegretti's still there. You have Prince, Andrew Wiley, who's played guard and tackle. Um, you know, I, I just feel like there's other guys you could sign off the free agent list to help with the, our offensive line then waste a guy that could help right away in our cornerbacks. Yeah. Take a take a stab at a cornerback right here. I like Wright from Oregon. I'm gonna kill Wright. Yeah. So Okay. And Thornton went not too far after that. So now we're getting to the (laughs) the nitty gritty of this. (laughs) Well it's gonna be a long wait till the Chiefs next pick here. Um, I, I'm curious to see what kind of receivers dwindle away that are left remaining as this goes. Uh, let's see. Charleston Rambo might still be there. Um, see, I wouldn't mind the Chiefs going back on receiver again. Yeah. Uh, even even with George Pickens' take, it's – look. I still think you got to go that route in the seventh. I mean, you got three – was it three picks for that? Yeah. What did I say, three? Yeah, or four. Yeah, four picks in the seventh round. Right. So you got it. And, one of the receivers. And then and the seventh round, I mean, most of these are shots in the dark. Most of these are guys that are either from small schools or hoping that pans out. Um, you can maybe develop them. It's going to take some time. Or just fill in the back end of the roster, play special teams. Those are mostly what you're looking for with seventh round picks. And in, in a lot of cases, probably half of them get cut. 
because undrafted free agents come along and outperform at least a couple of your seventh round picks in this scenario, you know? Yep. All right. So we're on the clock at 2.33 here. Here's your best available. Stearns, Rambo, Deese Jr., Mitchell, Drummond, Monday. Tanner, I would go on this pick. I would go Smoke Monday. I like the name, though. I think, too, from a safety perspective, have we drafted? No. No safeties yet. I don't – I wouldn't mind that at all. Smoke Monday? Yeah, I like him. At this pick, I like him. I'd buy that jersey. Smoke Monday. All right, and there we go. 243. Let's let's grab Rambo at this spot too, right not? Yep. That 214? Yeah. Or 243 to 214? Yeah, I'd take him. So 251 coming up here. Um, this is a spot you can pretty much... Johnson's there still for do A&M. whatever you'd like. I think here you could go... This is where you could look at your your edge, your defensive lines kind of guy. Well, what I did in my, in my mock with Dan, actually, was mm-hmm. to go to offensive tackles real quick. You might still see a guy over there. Uh, Tyler Vrabel, the son of, of Mike Vrabel, still available. I liked him, the idea of him coming in. Maybe developing and uh, seeing where that goes. So, yeah, I don't think that's something to consider. I, Brable was my guy well, I think in a we, couple of different mocks. Yeah, I think we can get him at two fifty nine. In that case, I think here, here you probably either go corner again, but most likely I would probably just stick with edge and maybe look at a Tyree Johnson um, or even a Trey Williams. You have any preference? Uh, probably more towards the Tyree Johnson. Uh, I think it was Trey Williams that ran a five flat on the 40. Oh, um, that's just probably not something that you're going to want to work with uh, in the pros. I mean, we all saw how that worked out for Michael Sam. <laughs> right. Didn't that go well? So we'll go Tyree Johnson here. And then we'll hit awesome tackle. We'll get Rabel here at 250. Yeah, I, I love finishing out with Rabel. Uh, as your last pick with offensive tackle, yeah, um, yeah. Just, just, it sounds good to me. I mean, look, he's a developmental guy at that stage, right? That's right. At this point here, so let me save it here. So here's our list here: Boye Mafe at 29, Pickens at 30, Mathis at 50, Quay Walker, Chet Muma. <laughs> steals at 62 and 94. Then you go Goodrich, 103. James Cook at 121. Mikhail Wright, 135. Smoke Monday, Charles Rambo, 233, 243. And then Tyree Johnson at 251. Then you finish off with uh, Vrabel, offensive tackle, BC, 259. Yeah, if you look at that list right there, I just think you look at this and you go, like, how do you screw this up? Like, I mean, this. this this is a draft class where you could do a lot of different things and take a lot of different approaches and still make it look good. And this mock draft in particular, like, is fine. It doesn't look spectacular to me. Um, I do like everyone that's been picked on the top seven picks quite a bit. Yep. Um, I just don't know that you can really go wrong in this class. So 
even with us giving our opinions on this. And to me, as long as you get George Pickens, then I'm happy. So, <laughs> but just just the fact of adding that much depth to the defense in one draft would be astonishing. Oh, that'd be like just as much as we've lost this off season, just bolstering it up to the draft with all these picks. That'd be amazing. Now, obviously, I still expect ha- half of these picks. I'd say to actually be our picks. I just see, you know, the way Chiefs have done in the past, they move on and trade out. So I don't anticipate too much to go on, but I do I would love for them to focus on defense this year. Absolutely. Edge rush, corner, getting that interior defensive line figured out too. And then from there, you know, even if they do pass up on Pickens, there's other receivers that can be had in the uh, late second round, they're going to be really productive players in this league. That's right. Oops, I just hit a button. So, but yeah, that is our mock draft there. Now, obviously, this is all pending moves going on here. Uh, Mike, you'll be joining me a week from tomorrow, or I guess a week from today when this comes out. Uh, Monday night, the 18th, uh, at 7 p.m. We're going to be doing my second round of mock drafts with some other teams as well, some other podcasters from Let's Talk Sports Network uh, that we are associated with as well. So it's going to be quite a fun time, a little longer uh, show than you're used to, but maybe it'll prep you up for the NFL Draft Show. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm excited for it too because, in my opinion, if I'm picking with the Chiefs, then I don't lose. You know, all these all these other guys doing mock drafts. It's like we have a lot more picks to work with than they do. So, hey, we're we're gonna be loose sitting pretty regardless of what happens. Definitely, definitely is. So keep an eye out, guys, on our Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you watch our show. Uh, it will be the event will be posted, and of course, we will be live at Mr. Brews. Thursday night of the draft for the first round. Uh, we will have guests on the show. We'll have fans be able to talk about too. So make sure you come join us if you want to be on the show and talk. Um, definitely keep your eyes peeled as we'll have more details around that as we get closer. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, thank you all for joining. And Tanner, this was this was awesome doing this uh, remote for this week. So. I appreciate you helping get, you know, know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, getting this little set up for us. So that was very nice this week. So uh, keep in mind, though, we got our show still Wednesday night. So we'll be talking some Royals baseball, Uh, talking uh, some NBA, NBA playing will will begin. So we'll have that to talk about as well. Mm -hmm. Well, with that said, I'll see y'all on the next one. See you guys.